Gorgeous George and Goes, are you ready? Junkie Nation, are you ready? Well, let's get it on. From the fight capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, this is MMA Junkie Radio. We roll it! What's going on, Junkie Nation? Gorgeous George and Goes reporting for duty here on a Monday. It is fight week, and we're excited to be with you here for the next hour or so as we discuss the latest in mixed martial arts, recapping the events that took place this past weekend, including Bell Tour 293. PFL had the first week of the regular season for 2023. And, of course, we'll turn the page. Well, no. We've got to throw WrestleMania and Game Red and a few other things in there. We'll cover that as well. And then we turn the page, obviously, for the fight week that we're in now. UFC 287 taking place this Saturday in Miami, Florida. It's UFC 287 headlined by Alex Tejeda defending his middleweight belt against Israel Adesanya. And, of course, in the Coleman event, the King of Miami, Jorge Masvidal, he'll be banging versus Gilbert Burns, a pivotal fight at 170 pounds. Larissa Pacheco will be our guest today. Excited to talk to her as well. I think she's one of the best female athletes in our sport. So here we go. All right, guys, we got a lot to get through. So let's hustle and go in order of appearance, like they say. This past Friday, Bell Tour 293 took place in Temecula, California. Probably if not for my Bell's palsy, I would have been there. You probably would have been there with me over at the Pachanga Resort Casino. And uh, it looked like a fun night of fights. I actually, you know, I've been told to kind of take it easy. So I, that's what I've been doing. And taking it easy usually involves watching fights anyway. But uh, I really, liked, I really liked, uh, liked watching Archie Colgan against Justin Montalvo. Both guys were undefeated coming in. Colgan mixed up the wrestling and some heavy hands. Got the win over Montalvo. Montalvo's O had to go. Archie Colgan, I think they got themselves a nice 55er there from Bellator. Yeah, I think uh, when Scott Coker saw him, he just said, Archie, get your ass over here. If you guys know the movie <laughs> I'm quoting, you guys are amazing. Uh, but yeah, Bellator, uh, there's just so much going on, George. There was so much, so much, and... I just remember like the top two fights and everything mm. else was such a blur. Yeah. Things did slow down with John Salter and Aaron Jeffrey. I did not know John Salter retired on Friday. I must have changed the channel. Mm. Um, Salter, who at one point had fought for a title, he's 38 years old. He said enough is enough between wrestling and MMA. He's done. And he retired, laid down the gloves. So we wish him success. Um, and that was the second fight of the night. We get to Kat Zingano versus Liam McCourt. Now, this fight also went to a decision. However, this fight was so compelling. It went back and forth. And the difference between Salter and Jeffrey and Zingano and McCourt was just, in my opinion, there was more, even though there was still grappling, there was more punches, submission attempts, reversals. It went back and forth. I just don't want to sound like a hypocrite criticizing one fight to one to a decision versus another one, but the, the Stalter Jeffrey fight just did not do it for me. This one did. And maybe because Kat Zingano at the same time, we knew that she might be looking at a title shot if she won and she did win. Uh, but Leo McCourt, man, she's a big gal. She did not make it easy for Zingano. I thought, I, I thought they might've, I thought at the end of the fight they were going to call her name, to be honest. I was nervous because I had bet Zingano, but Zingano came through, man. It was close, yeah. The, I mean, that's kind of the fight that they both needed, and that's kind of a fight that Bellator needed. Um, Zingano, like, really, that's probably the name that they're pushing, and, of course, the hopes are it's her and Cyborg, but I don't know. Until we hear that, they're uh, you're kind of in a situation where you're like, now what? Like, that's the problem I think that you run into sometimes with Bellator is uh, PFL does a good job of because of the way their show runs, you know what's next and you get excited for it. This is why sometimes in MMA things get forgotten because there's no foundation for something else. And like 
if you're a new fan and you're tuning in, you see both those gals fight, you're going to want to see them again. And you want to know how soon and when and where. And we just don't really have that. If they are going to re-sign Cyborg, this would have been the week to do it. Huntington Beach is not that far from Temecula. Uh, you know, in terms of the geography of the world, does it take two, three hours to get there? Yeah, with traffic. But either way, I would have loved to see them two face off in the octagon. Sorry, in the Bellator cage. Um, but we didn't get that moment. Whatever. Maybe they'll make it happen. I don't know. Zingano's now 4-0 since moving over to Bellator and competing as a featherweight. So props to her. But I'm telling you, she, oof, she cut it close on this one. In the main event, Daniel James versus Marcelo Gomes. Look, this fight also kind of had a little bit of that ingredient of, you know, stalling, grinding, uh, pushing up against the fence, a few takedowns here and there. It was slow, man. But in the end, when lightning struck, oh, man, it blew the roof off. Amazing uppercuts and hooks by Daniel James to start round three. And he put Marcelo Gomes into outer space. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. It was kind of dry up until that moment, but boy, was that moment what made everything worth it. And that that's where I think sometimes Bellator doesn't get the credit uh, they deserve is they do provide those moments here and there. And I think overall, if you're going into that card, you kind of understand, all right, it's not one of the best Bellator cards put together, but I think the fighters on the card did a good job of, of showing up. And I think... Overall, if you're somebody that attended that show, I think you probably had a good time. I would agree. Um, other notable names that got their hands raised, Luke Trainer, now 7-1, and one, Raheem Cleveland. We've seen him over at BFL. Adam Piccolotti, longtime member of Bellator. He got a win as well. Lucas Brennan, people talking about him. He's now 8-0. And uh, I believe that's it. I think that's kind of it for, in terms of uh, notable names. Maria Henderson, who was 1-0 coming in, that's the wife of Vincent Henderson, former WEC and UFC champ, and now recently retired from Bellator. She dropped to 1-1. She lost her fight. She got submitted. Lance Gibson also took a loss. He's now 7-1. Joey Davis also took a loss. He's now 8-1. Pam Florenson, longtime member of the Bare Bones 145-pound weight class in women's MMA. She falls a 9-6. and six. We got a lot to cover, so we'll move on. Um, PFL Season 1. Wait, let me get this straight. PFL 1, 2023, regular season. To uh, They started up here, you know, this past weekend. What you've been seeing before, the, the Challenger Series. But this is the one that, you know, PFL is built around. A regular season. Where they come at you three weeks, two different weight classes featured each week. And this week we had light heavyweights and featherweights. Big, big names for them. At the top of the bill, Brendan Lochning over Marlon Marias, Rob Wilkinson over Thiago Santos. Goes, what did you think of Lochning feeding Marlon Marias via leg kicks in round two of their fight? That was kind of hard to watch because, you know, Marlon barely made it out of round one. It was like the first kick that hit him already had him hurt. You know, I don't know if you remember it strike by strike like that, but, uh, you know, Marlon would adjust stances and then Brendan would just kick that other leg. And before you knew it, he couldn't step on either one of them. I, I was actually shocked that it did go into round two. And Marlon was walking a little better. You know, he just needed a little time. But even then, all it took was one or two kicks and he was just right back in that bad spot. So for for Brendan Lochning, if you look at what it is he's trying to accomplish here, he made it out of his first fight pretty much injury-free, it appears. You know, he didn't have to put too much into that fight, and it's it's one of the tougher names in his weight class right now. So couldn't have been a better showing for Brendan Lochning. For uh, Marlon Marais, like, not to be a smartass, but, hey, I mean, you didn't get knocked out, right? This is just something that you could possibly bounce back from and, uh, and you know, all is not lost just yet, but it's not looking too good. Yeah, he's now lost six in a row, and four of those were in the exit of the UFC, two now with BFL. I applaud BFL for signing free agents. They just haven't had too much good luck with them when they have, but 
hey, what can you do? You know, they're trying. Morass usually delivers an exciting fight, win or lose. But, yeah, it was all lockdown, man. I mean, he hammered both legs, the outside, the inside. He really has his technique down. And you can see Marias telling him, man, you're a really good leg kicker. Remember, Marias has been down at American Top Team for about five years now. He used to live in New Jersey and train with Frankie Edgar and Mark Henry, Eddie Alvarez. And he dipped down to Florida a few years ago, about five now, him and Edson Barbosa. And so this is part of a camp that, you know, they've helped develop the, the, the lower leg kick. And a lot of them throw it. So for him to say that, you know Lachnan is doing something right out in Thailand. Um, but he battered him. And so like Go said, he's now at the top of the standings. Brendan Lachnan got five points. Bubba Jenkins, who defeated Movlid Kabulayev, he's got three. Sorry, he defeated Chris Wade. And Movlid Kabulayed, he defeated Ryoji Kudo. So Lockning with five, Jenkins, Kubulayev, and Alejandro Flores, they are leading the way there. Gabriel Braga, I guess, technically does have three points as well after one week in the featherweight division. In the in the Coleman event, we had Rob Wilkinson defeated uh, Thiago Santos, another coveted free agent signing by the PFL. I mean, he just kind of dominated, man, from beginning to end. And Wilkinson, the former champion, the 2022 champion, continues his streak. Rob Wilkinson, when you think about it, I think I'm almost positive the last show I was on here saying, there's no way this gets out of the first round. I couldn't have been more wrong. Um, You know... It's the PFL, right? So it's about longevity. You can't just probably go out there and throw like a madman. It's probably not the best strategy. And they both had moments where they did do that. They did throw with power. Thiago had less of those, though. I was a little surprised with that. He didn't throw as many kicks. Uh, He didn't throw as many power punches. So that was a little confusing for me. I thought Wilkinson had a great game plan. He went for the takedowns, and uh, and he kind of got them at will, really, whenever he wanted. So for him, it was a great performance. For Diago, I think he comes back, and who knows? Maybe he turns it around, but really the way he looked in that fight doesn't tell me that he has something for Wilkinson if they fight again. Yeah, I would agree. It's, um, I think... I think Wilkinson's just underrated, to be honest. He's pretty good, man. Last year, he got it done with strikes. This week, this year, he committed to rounding out his game. And this is one perfect time to commit to rounding out your game. I don't think I'd want to throw strikes with Thiago Santos. So mm-hmm. why not go to a strength of yours or a tool you know that you added and use it against where he's weaker? Um, I thought that was just brilliant game planning. So, kudos to him. Will Flurry defeated Christoph Jocko. Jocko came over from the UFC as well. Didn't go well for him. But I thought Jocko won, to be honest. It was a split decision. What are you going to okay. do? Do it in the hands of the judges? This is what you – this is what can happen. Uh, I already mentioned Kubalayev over Kudo, Jenkins over Wade. Martin Hamlet, who, by the way, is at the top of the standings at 205. He defeated, he defeated Mohamed Fakardin. Josh Silvera defeated Sam Kai, and I might be mistaken. I think Silvera might be at the top, or both of them, him and Hamlet. I don't know. I'll tell you in a second. Alejandro Flores over Daniel Torres. Gabriel Alves Braga over Jesus Pinedo. Ty Flores defeated Delon Monte. And Iva Kasanganai defeated Corey Hendricks. So let's look at the standings there in the 205 division. Uh, it's Hamlet and Silvera at the top with six points each. Flores and Wilkinson, three each. Where are Jotko uh, and Santos, big signings from the UFC, sitting there with zero points? Good Will Flurry, who beat Jotko, he's outside looking in as well. So as much as I love PFL and their system, I'm still not convinced that it's perfect because um, 
when you look when you look at the overall body of some of these fighters, you can already tell who maybe should be your foursome at the end. You know, it's like, but it's just so random, man. And maybe, look, maybe that's just sports. Who the hell would have thought SDSU and UConn would be in the finals tonight? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or some of the things that we see in pro football, just a team that'll get hot all of a sudden, come out of nowhere, or baseball. Maybe we just need to like appreciate the PFL for what it is. No politics. It's it's just win and score points and 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 you move on and that's it, right? Yeah, I mean, look at the end of the day, they gave us matchups that as fans we want to see. Would we have rather seen them later? And and having something mean more, maybe, but but there's also a good chance we don't get to see those fights if they do it another way. So I think they did it right. Um, they have two fighters in Brendan Lochnane and Rob Wilkinson that they're trying to put over and they're trying to show that these guys are just as good, right? I don't know that they're trying to do that, say, with like Shane Burgos, who's going to fight next week. I think they're just trying to say, welcome Shane Burgos to the PFL. In this case, I do feel like they're trying to prove we have two fighters that can match up well with people in other organizations. And they uh, took a step forward in doing that. A win over Marlon Marias is nothing to laugh at. A win over Thiago Santos is nothing to laugh at. So I think it all worked out for PFL. But uh, I kind of felt these matchups were going to be a little closer than what they actually were. Yeah. There was some rough moments in that broadcast. Um, Slow, right? You have to game wait. Boxing and the first night of WrestleMania, along with March Madness, I was tweeting, come on, fighters, pick it up a little bit, you know? Control your destiny. Those points are important. Get out there. Say something. Connect with the audience. Didn't Proximo from Gladiator say that? Win the crowd over, you know? And um, I hope it works out for some of these guys. Um, let's, you know, I mentioned WrestleMania real quick. I know you watched both nights. I watched part of one night. What were your thoughts there? And then eventually we'll lead into the big announcement of Endeavor, uh, acquiring WWE and now WWE and UFC are both under the Endeavor umbrella, uh, still separate companies that'll be functioning, but still a, a, a massive news announcement today. I thought the first night was better than the second night, but the second night may have had the best matchup. That main event with Roman Reigns was really, really good. Um, So I think if you went to either one, you would have been really, really happy. Just the way they put on the show, man, it just makes you feel like you're really at something spectacular. You know, the giant stage, the celebrities that are there. There's something to that, and Pride used to do that to a certain extent, Bellator kind of does that as well. I wish the UFC would maybe do a little bit more of it, but who knows? Maybe with this merger now, you will see some some of that type of stuff. Um, there's definitely going to be some crossover, and we've seen it in the past with Brock Lesnar, with Ronda Rousey. Um, but there are a lot of side plots, I think, where doors are going to be opened a little bit more. Maybe Power Slap gets... Uh, older wrestlers right like i mean that could probably help dana white in that sense and um maybe you have an avenue for some of these fighters that are on their way out that would normally go and say i'll just take a paycheck to get beat up by jake paul or maybe some of those guys could transfer over into professional wrestling a guy like colby covington and you know a guy like conor mcgregor i think could very could flourish a lot over there and then remember on that side you have some fighters that like that have done MMA, like Bobby Lashley's done MMA. He's actually pretty damn good at it. Um, so you never know who who could come back or, or what. But uh, it's interesting, man, that those are some big titans to have under one umbrella. Yeah, no doubt. So I saw a few matches, but the one that really stood out was the one with Charlotte Flair, and I forget her opponent's name. Charlotte Flair lost the title. But, man, these ladies went at it. They wrecked each other pretty good, man. Do you remember that lady's name? I think it was Rhea Ripley, right? Yeah, I think that's what did, it was. Did you see when Charlotte got dropped on her face? Like, that I mean, was some a very dangerous move. 
and uh, she had a not a gash, but like a almost like rope mat rash or something, whatever you call it, mat burn on uh, her nose that was that was bleeding. But that could have been a very dangerous situation. And if you see what happened with uh, Shane McMahon, you know, like this is all scripted, but not all of it's scripted. You know, they had to improvise there and. And uh, it's a dangerous sport, man. It really is. But it was highly entertaining. And and I don't know every fighter out there. I don't know every wrestler or anything. They do a good job of making it where they show you. They kind of give you the brief history of whatever the storyline is. So you don't feel like you're completely out of place, you know. And, and you can kind of just pick up where they left off. But it was fun. Yeah. Shane usually delivers on those big shows. Um. But it caught up to him. So what are you going to do? It was really random. All he was doing was jumping straight up. And when he landed, he tweaked the knee. And Snoop Dogg had to come in there and improvise a little bit. Um, I only saw the highlights. I didn't see it live. But either way, it looked like a pretty well-run show, pretty big production, pretty big deal. And it was in a stadium. And 80,000 showed up. And I hope that turned something on with Dana White, you know, as far as the stadium shows, uh, I think 56,000, 60,000 is the record, but I know that here in North America, there's a show that'll break that record, and I know it can be done at Allegiant Stadium now that we have that stadium, but as far as the merger goes, 21 billion is what the the, um, two companies are worth when you put them together, and 13 of it is the UFC eight of it is WWE? The UFC sold for four billion a few years ago. It's more than tripled in value according to these numbers. I don't want to get too into it because I've talked to them blue in the face about it. But this company has money, and this company is very successful, and this company needs to now hopefully take care of the athletes that have helped build it, build the sport. Um, They're not shy about raising pay-per-view prices. They're not shy about raising prices for the gates. And people are gone, and God bless them. That's business. But at the same time, I think they could be doing more for the fighters. Now, Kevin Ioli once told me, you know, all this stuff about more fighter pay, more fighter pay, because you know who really deserves it? It's the big-name fighters. You know, they're really the ones that sell the tickets. They're really the ones that should be getting more. But at the same time, those big-name fighters, five fights ago, may have been the 12-12 and guy or the 30-30 and guy because it can all happen so quick. And so you do definitely want to sprinkle it to everybody. But, you know, somebody like Patty Pimlet, for example, 18 months ago, he was no one goes. Mm -hmm. And now he's a big-name so, two years ago, Patty Pimlet, he might be Brendan Lochnane over at PFL, and nobody would know, and that would be it. But instead, he is with the UFC. He's a pretty big name. He'll keep growing. If he keeps winning, he'll keep growing. And so, I think the UFC needs to reinvest a little bit more with not only their their bottom-tier teams, just take care of them so that they can possibly become a star. If they don't become a star, then you cut them. And then when they do become a star... Um, obviously you do want to share with them, but if you got three times the money, if you've made nine billion since acquiring the company, there's no reason we shouldn't have some sort of a retirement set up for some of these athletes Something. that have gone in there and done, you know, spilled a lot of blood for you. They should be taken care of um, a lot better than they appear to be. All right. When we find out more about it and how it's going to work, you know, we'll obviously tell you guys. Right now, I look at it as two companies that play against each other. They just happen to be owned by the same thing, same same one company, kind of like Adidas and Reebok. Adidas owns Reebok, actually, but no one would ever know it. You know, Reebok's one brand, Adidas is another brand, and that's that. Um, I think that's what this one will be. I think they can share ideas, definitely executives, the boards. Things like that, sure. Promotion, that's going to be tremendous. As far as athletes, I don't know. I don't know that Dana really 
you know, when you see Shane McMahon tear his knee just because he did some little stunt, I don't know that he's going to be just sending any athlete over there to do whatever they got to do, you know, but Shane McMahon's also 50 years old, so uh, he's not a world-class athlete. Maybe it's a bad example, but you know what I mean. Um, all right, so that was that for the weekend, and congratulations to San Diego State and UConn. San Diego State defeated Florida Atlantic University on a last-second buzzer beater to advance to the finals tonight against UConn. And UConn smashed the University of Miami, so now they're going back, and they'll compete tonight. The winner tonight is the NC2A champion in Division I college basketball. Simon Simano, our managing editor, he is tickled to death. He is a San Diego State alum, so I guess I'm riding with him on this one. The only person I know that went to UConn was Molly Karam from ESPN that I know. I mean, you know, of course I know famous athletes that have gone there, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, uh, moving on, this is fight week. But before we get to fight week, I think we are going to catch up with our guests. I think now is a good time to talk to Larissa Pacheco. Larissa Pacheco's got a big fight coming up here. It's week two of the regular season. Now they're going from Saturday to Friday. This Friday on ESPN2. Last week it was Saturday on ESPN1. This week is Friday on ESPN2 at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. She's in the main event against Julia Budd, former Bellator featherweight champion. Okay, Junkie Nation, Gorgeous George and Goes delivering once again another superstar from the sport of mixed martial arts. Today we get to talk to Larissa Pacheco, who is the 2 8 22 lightweight champion for the PFL. This year she will be competing in the featherweight division for the PFL. Uh, welcome, Larissa, to Junkie Radio and, of course, her translator, Alex Davis. How are you both? Bom, te dando bem-vindos ao MMA Junkie Radio, né? Perguntando como é que você está. Ah, obrigado pelo convite. É, eu estou bem, estou bem preparada, estou feliz de estar tá aqui, de estar tá aqui como campeã. E é isso. Estou bem. Thank you for the invite. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling happy to be here as a champion. I'm fine. And now we embark the new season on Friday. Uh, ESPN2, huge platform for you fighters. You are in the main event against Julia Budd, a former champion in another organization. Talk about that fight and now how you're feeling about trying to win another title, but in another weight class. Então agora nós embarcamos de novo no, no, no próximo campeonato. Você enfrenta a Julia Budd é, como main event né, nesse evento. Ela é campeã em outro evento. Como se sente sobre isso e como você está com novo peso também? Ah, eu soube que a categoria mudaria, né? Logo no ano passado, no final do ano passado, então eu já estava me preparando para isso, é, para começar esse ano numa categoria diferente. É, eu estou feliz de poder fazer é, o main event aqui com uma, com uma atleta que tem um peso, né? É uma atleta que já foi campeã em alguns outros eventos aí. Mas é, esse posto é meu e eu venho aqui para defender. Então eu estou bem, estou bem preparada, estou me sentindo bem no peso, aumentei minha equipe e é isso. Eu tô, estou tô bem feliz com, com, com a atleta e por estar lutando o main event também. Yeah, so I already knew um, last year, we, we were already informed that this year it would be um, at a lighter weight and I came prepared for that. Yeah, Julia is a. Um, uh, an important opponent. I'm very happy about that. I'm happy to be back to defend my place as champion. Um, feeling very happy, very, very well. I like the opponent. I like everything. What I think you've done is amazing. And, you know, if you can beat Julie on Friday to beat another major champion from a, another organization, along with like a win over Sarah Kaufman, she won a major belt. Kayla Harrison, she won a major belt. That is really, really high-level stuff, and I'm not sure enough people understand it and appreciate it. Yeah, é, você já é, ganhou, já fez uma, uma um feito enorme, né, na primeira vez. Agora você vai enfrentar 
a Júlia, que é a campeã, se você ganhar ela, vai ser um grande efeito também. Ela já, tem, já é campeã em outros eventos, como a Sarah Kaufman também. Então, se você conseguir isso, você vai ter feito uma, um grande efeito. Sim, e eu vejo exatamente isso, o peso das atletas, e é isso que eu quero, enfrentar grandes atletas. Eu quero que o meu nome esteja é, nesse hall, é, junto com as grandes atletas do mundo. Então, eu estou bem preparada para isso. Eu já sabia que em um momento eu teria que enfrentar atletas mais duras. E é isso, o meu, meu posto é de campeã agora, então eu sei que eu vou enfrentar grandes atletas e é isso que eu quero. Yeah, I see it that way. Um, I good. knew that I know that Judah's very good. I knew that I'd have to face stronger uh, athletes. That's my position as a champion. That's what I want, and that's the way it has to be. So I'm very happy with it. Larissa, so what you did last year was very remarkable, very impressive. Do you feel like you have a little bit of championship swag this year? Does do you feel like you're the old Larissa, or do you, does it feel a little different for you? O que você fez ano passado foi impressionante. Você acha que você tem um pouquinho desse, né, dessa, desse peso de campeã ou agora vem uma outra Larissa? Eu acho que eu não perdi a Larissa que não era campeã e nem quero perder. Porque isso nunca vai deixar é, eu perder a fome de ganhar e a vontade de, de ser sempre a melhor. Né? Eu não quero ficar nesse posto confortável de eu sou a campeã e eu sou a melhor e ninguém me toca. Não, eu quero sempre me sentir desconfortável para que eu possa chegar lá e cheguei com a mesma vontade que eu cheguei de ser campeã. Então, não, eu não venho com essa coisa de, de ah, agora eu sou campeã isso e aquilo. Eu me sinto a mesma Larissa e vou chegar para ganhar as lutas como sempre fiz, com muita gana, com muita raça, com muita força, e é isso. No, I, I want to be I'm the same Larissa before that that fight. Um, I want to continue being that Larissa. I don't want to have any swag at all. Um, I'm the same Larissa. I want to show everybody that this is the same Larissa. Every fight I come to, I'm going to come in with the same way, the same toughness, same thing I do every time, and I really don't don't feel or don't think that that I'm a, I'm any different just because I won last year. Do you feel like you have a, I mean, you have a target on your back this year. People want what you have. Uh, do you embrace that? Does it make you pull out an, an even deeper uh, gear from your arsenal? Você sente que você tem um alvo nas suas costas agora esse ano? Todo mundo quer te ganhar. É, isso faz com que você é, tenha que ter mais atenção, tenha que ver mais bem preparada? Sim, com certeza. É, todo mundo quer chegar onde eu cheguei, né? Então, eles vão olhar sempre para a campeã, eu vou atrás dela, é ela que eu quero. Então, eu sempre tenho que ficar atento a tudo e não deixar com que o meu ritmo caia, com que o meu treino caia, eu tenho que estar sempre preparada para qualquer atleta e a qualquer momento. Yeah, that's true. Um, everybody looks at me at, as a champ. Everybody wants me, and I have to be ready for that. I have to be well prepared and understand that that I'm I'm their target, and that's just the way the world works. You know, there's a lot of experience up here in Larissa Pacheco's head. That being said, with your opponent, do you feel like she's bringing anything to the table that maybe you haven't seen before? Does does she stand out in any way? Você é muito experiente, Larissa Pacheco é muito experiente. Agora, a sua oponente, você acha que ela traz alguma coisa que você não tenha visto antes? Não, não acredito nisso. Eu vi as lutas dela, é, vi o, o, as últimas, principalmente, que são as que me dão mais... É, 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 me, dão, me dão mais cartas né, do que ela pode fazer. E eu não vejo nada disso, eu sempre treinei muito duro com homens, com mulheres, mas geralmente treinando com homens que estavam sempre me colocando nesse tipo de posição. Já lutei com atletas muito experientes. A Kyla eu acho que foi uma das atletas mais duras que eu lutei. Né? Eu nunca perdi para nenhuma menina que não fosse campeão, que não chegasse a ser campeã. É... Então, assim, eu não... apesar dela ter uma experiência muito grande, eu não vejo que ela tenha alguma coisa que eu não tenha visto. No, not really. I've watched her last fight. She's a tough fighter, experienced fighter also. But, you know, I'm training with men, training with girls, training with champions. I fought Kayla, who is one of the toughest girls that I've ever fought. And I don't really see anything in her that was going to catch my surprise or anything different or anything I have not seen before. 
Uh, Larissa, first of all, I know I sit here like, like I don't have a soul, but I'm tickled to death that you're here. I think you're one of the most outstanding female athletes I've ever seen compete in our sport. So inside, I'm smiling. I'm happy that you're here. You're and you represent yourself very well, by the way. This is the first time us meeting, um, but I just want to say that. And the other thing I wanted to ask you was, how has your life changed now that you're champion? And you obviously financially got a, a great payday, the the belt, and then overcoming that opponent that had given you trouble in the past. Bom, primeiramente é, ele está falando que está muito feliz, é, se sente privilegiado que você está aqui, ele te considerando as melhores atletas da atualidade, e ele está perguntando é, você ganhar um bom dinheiro, ganhar o, o, o título, como isso tem mudado a sua vida? Bom, é, isso mudou completamente, né? Ano passado eu tive que gastar assim todo o dinheiro que eu ganhava por luta para poder investir no camp, me manter aqui nos Estados Unidos, é, pagar minhas contas que eu tinha feito no Brasil, enfim, a vida era mais difícil. Hoje me dá mais um conforto, é, me dá mais uma estabilidade para poder trabalhar mais tranquila, para fazer as coisas com mais vontade, me dá mais conforto na minha casa. Eu comprei um apartamento, eu comprei um carro, eu comecei um ano hum. sem dívidas. Então, isso me ajudou muito e faz com que eu treine com mais vontade, queira mais, porque eu não estou pensando só em cobrir as contas em que eu fiz, né? Em pensando só em sobreviver. Hoje eu posso, de fato, falar, eu, graças a Deus, vivo do, do meu trabalho e sou muito feliz por isso. Yeah, it, it made a change. Last year, I had to use all the money I make in one fight to, to invest for the, the next one. This this year, it's it's easier for me. I managed to. I'm more comfortable. It makes it easier for me to to train, to get prepared, to plan. I managed to buy an apartment. I managed to buy a car. Um, I was trying to survive last year. This year, it's made a change. Now I, I feel more at ease. I feel more comfortable. I feel more excited to be in the fight because I don't have to worry about all that stuff. Those are great things, the the apartment and the car, but I also find them to be you know, a little bit of necessities. So uh, my next question would be, did you treat yourself to anything like a vacation or maybe something else that you were able to buy that you had always wanted to buy? São grandes coisas, o apartamento, o carro, mas são necessidades. Com esse dinheiro que você ganhou, você é, se tratou com alguma coisa a mais? Alguma coisa que você sempre quis fazer? Não, não. Eu sou uma pessoa muito comedida. Eu acho que, assim, por tudo que eu já passei na minha vida, eu, eu assim, não preciso de grandes coisas, de, sabe? Eu não tenho vislumbre por, nossa, coisas muito grandes ou coisas que eu nunca... Eu, eu consegui realizar todas as coisas que, que eu precisava, assim... Para mim, a realidade já foi uma grande realização poder comprar uma casa, ter uma casa finalmente depois de todos esses anos de trabalho. Então, eu não, não fiz nada muito extravagante. Eu só é, preenchi realmente o que estava faltando para mim naquele momento e eu estou muito feliz com isso. Não, não, realmente, eu sou uma pessoa muito simples. Eu não sou muito para coisas extravagantes. Eu tenho todas as coisas que estou interessado um, the, the apartment and the car were things that, that was really missing in my life. I'm not, don't really need a lot more than that. So I'm very happy in the way things are right now. I got an idea. Does she have any pets? Você tem alguma bicho de estimação? Oi? Você tem algum bicho de estimação? Tenho. Yeah. Tell her to buy a big TV so when she goes to fight, her pets can watch her fight. Comprar uma grande TV, porque quando você vai lutar, seus bichinhos de estimação podem olhar a luta. Ah, esse eu já comprei. Eu vou colocar eles para assistir agora. <laughs> yeah, that, that's done. They're going to watch it. Very cool. All right. Is she dogs or cats or both? Or what, what does she cats. have? Cats. Cats. Cat. What's the name? Qual o nome? Uh, um é... Anna. Anna. Okay. And Luke. Luke. No, no like dogs. I like dogs. But I... My last dog is dying. Mm. Oh, okay. Então, you know a little more English than you're, yeah, let's try you're leading on. Let's try the English. Let's get the English going. Yeah. Come on. Don't well, be afraid. Okay. I try. We, we have dogs. We, we lost a dog about a year ago. Now we have a new dog. But mm -hmm. that's cool. Um, okay. So you have, a, I guess we can call it a rivalry with Kayla Harrison. You won the last fight. You're the current champ. You are one and two against her, though, however. 
do you need to even the score to feel like the rivalry is uh, like you're satisfied? Or can the fact that you won the last fight and should you, sorry, Alex, I know it's going to be a long one. Should you win this season, you'll be a multiple weight class champion. Arguably, you're now in the running as maybe the greatest female athlete in PFL history. Bom, você é, já lutou três vezes com a Kayla, né? É, tá dois a um, né? tem uma rivalidade ali. É, caso que você ganha esse, esse torneio agora, você vai ser a grande campeã em, dois, em duas divisões. Né? Como é que isso fica, essa rivalidade? Como é que você enxerga isso? É, eu acho que a rivalidade continua, né? Ela, tá no, ela, ela de fato, é contratada ainda... Ela é a, a que está, é, posso dizer assim, por conta de toda todo a história do PFL, nós somos as duas que batem de frente ali. É, eu sei que ela está querendo essa revanche, eu sei que ela quer essa revanche. Eu não tenho problema nenhum e eu sei que isso em algum momento vai acontecer. Então, acho que eu ganhando essa segunda categoria, sendo campeã de duas categorias, isso tem um peso muito grande, né? É, e fora que eu fui a única que tirou a imensibilidade dela, então isso vai deixar ela com mais vontade, deixa ela com mais vontade. E o evento quer isso, a gente quer isso, então eu não, eu não, eu não vejo o porquê não isso, isso não acontecer. Yeah, the, the rivalry exists. Um, I took away her invincibility. She's still under contract with PFL, and I think that um, if I win I think that's the right, I think everybody wants that fight. I know she wants it, I want it, the, the event wants it. I think right. it's a, the right fight to make. Did she call the cards at that point and pull her down to 145? Could you meet in the middle at 150? Or would she want to go to 155? Because Kayla, I, I'm sure she knows this, Kayla did fight once at Invicta at 145 pounds, so it's not out of the realm of reason. I know she's a staunch defender of weight cut, you know, extreme weight cuts, but she has done it. Você força a sua moral, no caso você ganha, você força a sua moral, puxa ela de volta para 145 ou faz um peso casado de, de 150 pounds. É, a Keila já venceu uma luta em 145 no Invicto, não sei se você sabe. Como é que uhum. é a sua perspectiva quanto a isso? Bom, eu acho que a gente lutaria no, no, no 70 quilos porque é mais confortável para mim. Eu acho que eu ficaria mais forte, a gente teria um, um maior embate. É, seria tão bom para ela quanto para mim. Então, eu não vejo por que a gente se eu arriscar me sacrificar sabendo da força que ela tem, sabendo do desempenho que ela tem e arriscar ficar mais fraca e ela mais forte que eu. Então, sabendo que na 70 quilos a gente fica ali de igual para igual, eu acho que seria o ideal para a gente. It's probably more feasible to do it at uh, 155. Um, mm -hmm. It's more comfortable for everybody. She's very strong. At that weight, I'd be stronger too. I think that would make for a better matchup. So I think that 155 would be the correct uh, weight to do it at. Okay. You've won 17 of 19 fights via finishes. I think it's nine KOs, eight submissions. Very impressive. It's a high percentage rate. But your last win was a decision. But let me say something. That was an incredible fight, exciting fight. Did you get just as much satisfaction over vanquishing a difficult opponent like Kayla Harrison over 25 minutes, even though there was no finish. But, you know, again, everyone always shoots for the finish, shoots for the finish. But I think this is a great example of how a fight can be beautiful over 25 minutes as well. Você ganhou é, 17 das suas, uh, das suas 19 últimas lutas, a maioria ou por finalização por nocaute. Essa vitória que foi por decisão é, ela é também tão significante para você quanto as outras que você ganhou por finalização? Com certeza, é, eu não enfrentei uma atleta qualquer, né? A gente não está falando aí de uma menina que está começando, mas uma, uma, uma atleta que tem anos e anos em um outro esporte, que já compete há muito tempo, que compete, eu acho que, no nível de... de de competição que nem todo mundo está acostumado. É um ritmo olímpico, então a gente sabe que é uma outra pressão, é uma outra coisa, é outro ritmo. É outro patamar, na verdade, né? Então eu acredito que pô, vale sim, porque ela é uma grande atleta, não a gente não pode desmerecer em momento nenhum. 
É, e é isso, ela é, ela, ela é uma grande atleta e eu tenho muito respeito por isso. Yeah, I don't, I feel great with that win. I mean, we're talking about an athlete that comes from another sport and is a two-time uh, Olympic medalist, so yeah. she's at another level. So I think that to manage to beat a person with that qualification, she's a great athlete, it really means a lot to me. So it's exciting and compelling. I, I remember that night vividly and... Uh, was one of PFL's greatest fights ever. É, muito excitante. É, ele lembra dessa noite e foi uma das maiores lutas que já teve no PFL. Sim, sim. Eu sabia que a gente faria um grande combate. Eu estava me preparando para entregar tudo ali. E a gente entregou um pay-per-view até que ninguém acreditava que, que aconteceria. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a big fight. And I think we delivered a pay-per-view fight that nobody even thought that we'd be able to do. Larissa, what would you say changed for you? Because you're not an undefeated fighter. You have had losses, but you're on a good streak right now. What would you say is the one intangible that changed all that for you? É, o que, que mudou para você? Você já teve derrotas, agora você está vindo de uma grande sequência de vitórias. O que, que isso muda para você? Ah, eu, eu, assim, eu sempre me preparei para vencer e sempre dediquei muito a minha vida desde que eu comecei no esporte. É, sempre dediquei a minha vida em toda, meu, todo o meu tempo para evoluir, para treinar, para poder chegar num grande lugar como esse. E apesar de ter levado um pouco de tempo, né, um pouco, muito tempo, é, eu consegui chegar. Então, vir é, agora com esse embalo de várias vitórias, é, eu acho que é recompensa e é, faz parte de todo o trabalho que eu tive, né? E como eu falei, eu nunca tive derrotas mais ou menos, eu sempre tive derrotas até significativas, porque eu perdi para grandes atletas. E todas as atletas que eu perdi ou já foram campeãs, ou já chegaram no cinturão. Então, na verdade, acho que todas já foram campeãs, né? Jéssica, a Germani, a Kyla, então eu nunca perdi para uma atleta que fosse abaixo desse nível. Yeah, you know, I've dedicated all my life to this. It, it didn't come immediately. It took a while coming. But I've always, the, the losses I have, if you look, I bought lost against um, girls that were champions, like Jessica, like Jermaine, like Kayla. So, um, yeah, it's it's now it's my moment, you know. It's it's um, just, uh, it was my, it's my time now. It's the reward I get for all this time of dedication, hard work. How important, you've been through this already, um, you're a veteran, you have experience, how important is this first fight to set the tone for everything else? Você já teve aqui antes, é, como é importante essa próxima luta para dar o tom para o resto do campeonato? Ah, é muito importante, né, porque assim, é, uma boa pontuação agora faz com que, além das outras meninas tenham mais receio do que elas vão ter né, que enfrentar, é, já me dá a garantia de me levar um, ao playoff, que já é a, a parte aí que já é mata-mata, então né, é, já, já me garante de certa forma. Não me garante, mas me dá 90% de chance de chegar no playoff e na final. Então é muito importante que essa primeira luta seja uma grande vitória. Yeah, it, it's really important for me to get have a good fight in this first fight. First of all, about the points. Second of all, it already puts doubt in my, my opponent's uh, heart, and it practically guarantees me a place in the, in the playoff. So, yeah, it's, it's really important for me to put on a good fight in this first fight. There are certain organizations where when you bring up the organization, there are a couple of names that are attached to it. Your name is now, when we bring up the PFL, we talk about you a lot. You're a big part of that organization. What does that feel like and what does that mean to you? Tem muitas organizações, quando a gente fala de organização, a gente fala de certos nomes. No caso do PFL, quando a gente fala do PFL, a gente fala muito de você. O que que significa isso para você? Hoje significa muito, né? Para quem entrou no evento como Zebra, é... eu entrei para substituir, eu entrei para completar aí mais não tinha muita credibilidade hoje meu nome ser é, o nome da campeã do evento, falarem de mim, isso é super importante, eu fico muito feliz, eu sinto que o objetivo foi concluído, né? Eu busquei isso e eu consegui. 
Yeah, for me, it's really important. I came into the event as an as a underdog just to fill a space, and today I'm the champion. I'm the person that they're talking about, so it makes me very, very happy. I'm very proud of that. Larissa, just a couple more. We are very appreciative of your time today. Uh, tell me about your manager, Alex. He likes to mess with me, so I'm going to mess with him. <laughs> tell me something you like about Alex and something you don't like about Alex. Pô, Larissa, estou muito feliz de você ter tomado seu tempo para vir aqui. Vamos falar do Alex. Eu quero que você fale uma coisa que você gosta dele e uma coisa que você não gosta dele. Ah, eu não gosto dele. Não gosto? I don't like him. Mentira, eu amo ele. I love him. That's a lie. I love him. Yeah, he's a good guy? Yeah. There's got to be one thing that irritates you, though. Deve ter alguma coisa que te irrita. Não, não, nada. Nada. Eu consigo entender. Ele é velho, mas tudo bem. He's old. He's old, but I like him. If Alex were, were, would he be a cat or a dog if he were an animal? I'd be a dog. A dog. What, what breed? Rottweiler. Oh, wow. That one blew up in my face. You got a lot of compliments. Yeah. We train a lot together. I love training her with her. She's awesome. We'll close with this. When we have our guests in the studio, we always ask if they can share a good street fight story. Do you have a good street fight story you can share? Maybe when you were a kid, a bo bully, or you know, you, you um, anything, anything that. Ele sempre termina perguntando se você teve alguma briga de rua que você pode dividir com a gente. Ah, eu tive quando eu era criança, assim, ainda nem treinava nem nada. E aí eu fui pra rua brincar, assim, eu tinha, sei lá, acho que uns 12 anos de idade. E aí eu usava óculos já, né? Então o garoto, a gente brincando, discutiu, ele me deu um soco e quebrou meu óculos. E aí eu, na hora, eu comecei a chorar, porque eu sabia que a minha mãe ia me brigar muito, né? Então aí eu tive que devolver e meti a porrada nele. E aí ele foi pra casa dele, foi pra mim, né? Na volta, depois ele chegou comigo, assim, me chamou lá em casa e falou assim, ah, é, eu vim te pedir desculpa porque a minha mãe disse que a gente não bate mulher. Eu falei, que bate mulher, cara? Vai, vai tomando teu cu, eu que te bati. Tu quer falar que tu bate mulher? Tu me bateu, tu chegou lá contando que foi tu que me bateu? Foi eu que te bati. Sai fora, rapaz. E mandei ele embora e quase bato nele de novo. Quando eu estava com 12, eu tive uma luta com um neighbor e ele broke my glasses e isso realmente me fez mal. O que foi a luta sobre? Por que vocês brigaram? Porque ele quebrou meu óculos. Não, eu não lembro. A gente estava brincando lá na rua e a gente acabou discutindo. E ele me deu um soco na cara e quebrou meu óculos. I don't remember. I know that he broke my glasses and that pissed me off and I beat him up. So we both went home and then he came back to say sorry. His mother said that he, she, he should not beat up on a girl. I said, what do you mean? You didn't beat me up. I was going to beat you up. Ah, uh, <laughs> she cleared up the story. Yeah. Cool. Nice. I like that one. Thank you very much. We really look forward to your fight against Julia Budd this Friday on ESPN2, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Folks, you got to watch it. Great fights. TFL really delivered last week, and this is week two of the regular season. The champ here, Larissa Pacheco, now dropping to 145 pounds. I'm telling you, she's one of the best to ever do it. She's beaten a lot of former champions, and she's done it across three divisions. Don't sleep on her. She's outstanding. Falou, tá chamando para as pessoas ver e fala de você, fala, não pode se dormir com ela, é uma grande campeã que já ganha lutas em três divisões, então todo mundo se liga nesse final de semana. Ah, com certeza, pode acompanhar que vocês sempre vão ter a Larissa agressiva que quer entregar a luta, que quer entregar emoção para o público e não que quer ficar ali numa zoninha confortável. Não, eu vim para cá para brigar e para vencer. Yeah, every time I step up in there, you're not going to watch somebody hesitant, somebody stalling. I come to win, I come to give a show, and that's what I'm going to do again. I look forward to it. Thank you again, and thank you, Alex, for thank coming you. to Translate. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you to the Sticky Paws Studios as well for always hosting us. Thank you so much, man. Well, she could not have been any more charming. I really liked her, man. I already was impressed by her physical skills. But now getting to talk to her now, I am really impressed with her as an overall just human being. So grounded, so cool, very into the interview and everything. Yeah, she's super down to earth. And, you know, there are times where she did speak a little English, but for not really being fluent in it. It's kind of hard for charm to really transfer over, but uh, she had it. 
she did when we first, you know, saw her. Uh, it just looked like I honestly read the read the room wrong. I just thought it was going to be more like plain Jane, but I was really interested in her answers and what she had to say. So anyway, thank you to Alex Davis, our translator, and PFL for making that happen. Let's talk about fight week goes UFC 287. You and I are going to be hosting a watch along on Saturday. And uh, we got a title fight. Alex Ojeda defends his belt against Israel Adesanya. This is an immediate rematch of their fight that took place this past past uh, fall when Ojeda knocked him out in the fifth round of a fight that Israel Adesanya, he looked like he was on his way to either a 4-1 or 3-2 victory on the judges' scorecards. Um, what are your thoughts on this main event? What's your early lean as of right now? Early lean is Israel Adesanya. Um, he had more moments in the first fight. He lost the fight, but he was in control, I thought. And uh, I, I, I don't see why he can't just kind of fine-tune a few screws here and there. I don't think that Pereira can make that much of a a change in his game uh, that would affect this fight. So I feel pretty confident about just saying Izzy. And so do I. I just think that across almost 25 minutes, Israel did a great job of slowly dismantling Fajeda. And let's not forget, he almost finished Fajeda himself in round one. Now, Fajeda did do a lot of stuff that was pointed out by Dan Tom, Mike Vaughn. I watched the fight as well. You know, the leg kicks, those definitely paid off. The, the shots to the body, those definitely paid off. But Fajeda coming out around five, I'm telling you, he was a big plus. He was a big underdog on live betting. It was not going his way. I think Izzy just maybe got a little bit too comfortable. Maybe that movement was... Not what it was, obviously, in round one, but I still think there's a lot that Izzy can bring from that first fight and apply it to fight number two and learn from um, and grow from. And not to say Alex can't either, but I, like I say, I, I just think Israel's the better and more well-rounded MMA fighter. That's why I think he's going to get his belt back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, could it happen again? Yeah, of course it could, but... Uh... If you just look at the way the last fight transpired, I just think a smart and patient Israel Adesanya wins this fight. The free fight packages are starting to drop. This is the first I heard of this, but on the countdown show, Mazadal's teasing possibly retiring. Could that mean from combat sports altogether? Who knows? Now with game red boxing, who knows? He might headline his own card if he were to ever get out and box or bare knuckle or whatever. But as long as the UFC has that contract, you know, he, it, it's not always easy. You kind of have to work with them, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. What I think goes is happening is at 38 years old, after 20 years of fighting, dude, the wear and tear on your body. If you're not in title picture, even though you're a pay-per-view seller, you may just be over it. You know what I mean? Especially mm -hmm. if there's opportunities elsewhere. Um, or they can give them matchups against other guys that just like to throw and have some BMF fights. Who knows? But I think what he's saying is he'll be done with – he knows he if he's no longer a title contender that it, you'll see a different Jorge Mas at all. Maybe a retired one. I don't know. But um, what are your thoughts about when, when you heard that? I just think he's saying it. I don't think he'll walk away. There's just so much money to still be made and so many fights for him that whether they're for belts or not, they just kind of make sense. and. I don't see him walking away from that. Two things. Edwards wants Masvidal. When the champ wants you, he has a say. Now, the UFC can overrule, of course, but the UFC loves money, as we all know, and Masvidal sells better than anyone else that's active in the welterweight division. If Masvidal does starch Burns and says something amazing on the mic, I'm telling you, there's still a chance this thing could sway. But it does seem like the UFC's dug their heels in with Colby Covington. And maybe that's just what it's going to be. It's still a bizarre situation for, for 
for me to digest, but we'll find out on Saturday. Yeah, it's a small, small. Remember, he has to be perfect in the cage, perfect on the mic, and and that's just to have a very small chance. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Don't forget that Goes and I will be hosting a UFC 287 watch-along. And when it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, for the four prelim fights that lead into the main card, and then, of course, the main card, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, that is the pay-per-view. The advantage of our watch-alongs when it comes to the pay-per-view is if you're on the fence and you don't order it, we'll tell you in real time what's happening. And if you do order it, then watch along with us. That's why we call it a watch-along. It's going to be a fun time, as always, over at the Sticky Paws Studio. You'll see a lot of reminders on this fight week. All right, folks, we got to bounce on out of here. Thank you as much. Thank you as always for your support of the show. We'll talk to you soon. Go out and be a champion. <laughs>